force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Why didn't you outrun him? I thought you said this thing was fast. Watch your mouth, kid. You're gonna find yourself floating home. These blast points, too accurate for sand people. Only Imperial stormtroopers are so precise. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to this very special episode of Blockbusters. This is the beginning of a trilogy of episodes where I will be going over what a large number of people would say is probably one of the best trilogies in the history of trilogies. And I will be going over uh, each of the films in the original Star Wars trilogy. Uh, And... For each episode, I'm going to be having a special guest. Who's the more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows it? And for this one, I decided to bring back the ever-erect Mike Fallock. How are you doing, sir? Worth coming back just for the moniker. (laughs) Now, in terms of trilogies, like, is there a lot of competition? Like, what else is a trilogy at this point? Well, I mean, um, after going back to... Uh, you know, thinking back to some of the more popular ones, you've obviously got the Godfather trilogy, um, mm-hmm. and, and you technically have the Matrix trilogy. However, everyone agrees that the second and third films in that are terrible no, compared to the first. Op- that's a bad opinion. No, <laughs> yeah. I don't agree with that. Let's go watch those movies. They're great films. Oh yeah, now I I thoroughly enjoy them, and I I do think there are great bits in them that are often overlooked because everyone seems to think it fell off the, the rails. So badly. Over. It's just it's just something that people that nerds want to talk about. Dumb nerds. <laughs> this is a Star Wars special. Get out of here, nerds. Um, <laughs> There's no room for nerds here. Geeks only from here on out. Well, uh, so far <laughs> Star Wars is winning because I mean the third Godfather is trash. That is actually trash. Matrix is pretty good, but it's not really a trilogy because it includes um, a lot of other media that was released at the same time. There's a comic book, a video game. Yeah. But I guess they sometimes call it a trilogy, the Animatrix. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It depends on exactly what you're going to be including for that one. So, uh, like, you can talk about the franchise as a whole, but... I think people call it, people sell it as a trilogy. Uh, Matrix has got to beat Star Wars. Yeah. That's for uh, sure. So... And, And recently, Bill and Ted. So, uh, no, <laughs> you can't just make three movies and then no, that doesn't count. It's got to no, be it a purposeful three movies. So it's not that much competition. And Star no. Wars is like second out of like what? Four. Something like that. Yeah. All right. All right. That's pretty. That's a uh, that's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're big budget films. They're they're hyper budget films. Right. This is this is what we're talking about. But that's not the yeah. case with the first one. We're going to are we are we going to I guess you, you mentioned before that. You watched in a weird order. Do you want to talk in the order you watched, or do, are we going to start with four? Well, uh, for this episode, uh, I, um, we're primarily going to focus on four, and I'll take this time now to go into a little bit of detail about why I'm doing this. So, uh, you know, growing up, my my mother is uh, probably the what you would consider the, the geek or nerd in the house in terms of she watched all of the... Uh, Star Trek series, she watched uh, Stargate and got me into that, she watched the Star Wars films and uh, whenever she would watch the Star Wars films, I would just never watch them, they just never interested me. So I can actually say that 
I, before um, this weekend just gone by, I had never seen episode four. And I still have not seen episode five or six at this point in time. So in, in order of the films that I've watched in the Star Wars franchise, it goes in this chronological order. I have watched one, two, three, seven, Rogue One, eight, Solo, nine, episode four. Okay, a lot of those weren't Star Wars, though. Like, Rogue is not a... Like, Rogue One, that's, that's I, not a Star Wars movie. I am, I am counting the franchise because I consider <laughs> Rogue One and Solo to be part of the franchise at this point in time. So, so. I'm actually really passionate about the order I've developed. Okay. Um, my order is 1, 4, 5, 2, 3, 6... Put down your pencils. This is not that stupid article someone wrote that every... It's another hack thought that people pass around about Star Wars. It's not that <laughs> order. If you know the name of it, I'm not even going to designate it because you're going to look it up. Here's the logic in my order. Mm -hmm. um, and I won't spoil anything for you. You've okay. seen one, two, and three, right? I have. So you are aware of who Darth Vader is. That is Anakin Skywalker. Oh, absolutely, yes. I mean, okay. uh, even so if I hadn't seen 1, 2, and 3, I already knew who Darth Vader was. Um, well, it's not I, important that, that any of the twists of, like, Luke, I'm your father. It's actually more important that you didn't know if you didn't understand Anakin was that. So here's right. my logic. You start, one is a great one to start with. You start with that, and you're like, there's, it's this fun movie about this kid, and he's going to go on this epic mythical journey, right? Bam, to four. You're like, Anakin Skywalker's dead. He this is this is this some kid, Luke Skywalker. He must be related in some way to him. Obi Wan Kenobi lives out in some hills everywhere. Everything's ruined. What happened? Then you watch <laughs> five and you're like, oh man, that that that's what happened to Anakin Skywalker. You right. go back, you finish the story of Anakin Skywalker, and then you're like, oh ish, how does this whole thing end? That's and the order I think is the best order. So I okay. actually think you're closer to the right order. Okay. All right. I, I, I have a problem with some of the newer movies. Right. Um, very few of which has to do with things that other people talk about. Um, my problem, just to get it out there, is I just think I have no chill. They just have no – they just have zero chill. Like okay. they're always moving forward and there's so much action. And one, two, three, four, five, six have a lot of chill. We're hanging out in Star Wars. That's my main issue with them. It's honestly a vibe thing. We don't really get to hang out in the universe in the other ones. The only, like, sort of you ruin my childhood kind of point I will make about um, <laughs> Rogue One is that is supposed to be a really harrowing battle. Right. They, they, they kind of make it seem like it's this very bad battle that, that many people die. Oh, it's, it's a hard, like, they can't even mention the details when it comes up. It wasn't that bad of a battle. Um, and I kind of wanted full force, uh, Darth Vader, like throwing entire spaceships around and stuff. I, I felt as though the, the, the Vader scenes were not CGI powered Vader. It didn't feel like Vader being really, I'm not, in all honesty, Vader is not really scary in these movies as much right. as he is mysterious. And there's this thing of him being this very, he looks scary. I wanted that in seven. So before, but we're jumping the gun here. Let's talk about episode four. This was your first time seeing it. Yes. Did you, uh, 
what did you watch on? How did you watch it? Um, uh, I I have a friend who has been able to get me the um, oh what is it termed? Uh, there's like a specific version that's been basically like de-specialified. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, I disagree with how you're doing this already. Keep going. Yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> um, the special. And, and, I'm also in favor of the special editions. The first Star Wars has a tiny budget when it comes out originally. Oh, there, absolutely. Yeah, and we're, we 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 can talk about some elements of it, but it had a very small budget. Chief of which is with the effects stuff, guys. Like you can see the green screen and like what we would call optical printing effects. Like it's not good. Like there's stuff <laughs> wrong with it. There's there's like just generic costumes they found at the studio for some characters. Like it's not good in a yeah. lot of ways. In, in effects ways. In effects ways that you could easily fix. So right. what, what what drove you to want this original thing? That's not how like most people experience it. Well, it, I wanted to get as close as possible to what people were seeing when they went to see it when it was in the cinema. Obviously, so I when I went have... to see it in the cinema, I saw the the special edition because that was how it was re released. Right, as a special edition. Yeah, so, and so you, and you didn't uh, see it as my experience. No, no, yeah, uh, um, and and that's the thing. It's like I I wanted to try and get as close to the original as possible, because I wanted to try and watch it from as, and obviously it's completely impossible for me to do that because I already know a huge amount of the story. I already know how things have got to go and certain, you know, pop culture references. I mean that i know how things are in some of these films but i wanted to be able to see visually as close as possible the film that originally came out that everyone went to see um so so i saw the de-specialized version because uh, i didn't want to see the version where guido shot first because that wasn't the original um and i didn't want to see any of the ones where they like touched up something because they were like Oh, we can fix that now, and we couldn't do it back then. So, no, I want to see what came out. So, so, I, so that's a want. That's a want to do that. But why? What's the why? Uh, it's mostly because I feel like if I see something that they've gone back and they've edited now, um, it it it's not going to be the film that the original people went and fell in love with and then that then created this franchise that has just grown and grown and become this own thing. Like, I, I wanted to to see, you know, what started it, not what people tried to turn it into after it had come out. It, it, if you see what I'm trying to say, it's a little bit... Um, it's also just a little bit of stubbornness on my part. It's like, no, I want to see this is my thing. Um... Because I've uh, seen those editions. Yeah. I'm probably one of the few people my age that have seen them. And I just think there were budgetary issues that, oh, yeah. that they couldn't do. Lucas <laughs> then fo- – and in terms of, of me understanding – here's why I'm against it. In right. terms of understanding the director, you have to understand their entire – and Lucas has now said definitively at this point, I am making three – films I've written and I will spend the rest of my my life doing them. One of the chief reasons he sold his films was he does not want to make any more Star Wars if it prevents him from making his these these three films he has that he wants to make and he will die before he finishes uh, both. So right. he has scripts for 789, he sold them, Disney threw them out. So we can pretty much with until we see those last three films, 
we can pretty much know the direction. It's very interesting that someone is announced and almost has to stick to the idea that he knows he, he will he will you know die before he finishes them. You know, this is a guy that knows how long it takes to make films pretty well. Right. So we know the track of his career. We know his auteurship. And, and the direction he took was to fix and make possible all the effects he couldn't do making Star Wars. Because um, to be honest, visually, THX 1138 is a stronger uh, uh, you know, world than compared to, which is his, uh, his feature, his sci-fi film before this, what he named mm -hmm. his sound company after, yeah. um, roughly bra based on Brave New World. But it, that world looks a lot better than Star Wars. And so... Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> for me, if then someone makes that film and they spend the rest of their life, one of the things that people don't talk about is that Lucas and Lucasfilm and Lucas Ranch and and uh, his his um, industrial light magic. The reason that that's more important than Star Wars is because he was doing the effects for everyone. And so the reason that they won awards for films that you didn't think were great was because it made it possible to do lots of other things in the world of effects. So for me, a guy that says, I want to make this, this sci-fi film, I don't have the right budget. There's all these effects that I can't do. Makes his entire career about how can we make these effects? How can we do these computer things? You know, how can we, we generate this stuff? Him going back and adding that stuff, I don't actually see that as problematic. I see that as he has the privilege to do what so many filmmakers don't get to do. And so I respect that as part of it. I respect that he wanted to do that when it came out. I, I think that, that he can we can prove that by showing that a, the problems in production. You know, George Lucas has a heart attack making this film. Mm -hmm. And B, we can show that in his, his career. That's my thinking on not caring at all about the very badly made effects in... I mean, there's a jump when when Luke Skywalker opens the lightsaber the first time. Like, it's not... Even basic effects that we had down at that point aren't that great. Um, there's problems with it. There's real problems with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And um, uh, I, I actually kind of appreciate those um like i uh i grew up watching things like uh, the jerry anderson shows um i also would see some of the old english sci-fi that had uh, very uh iffy uh effects and stuff shall we say um uh anyone that has the chance to i highly recommend seeing the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy tv show yeah, because uh, that <laughs> that had some uh, some low budget to it, but they ended up making it look wonderful. And and yet there are still several things where it's like, well, that's the guy in the costume. Well, that's uh, like that. Tale. But I kind of appreciate mm. that. I I sort of enjoy seeing that and seeing like, okay, like so that's how they did that and all of that. So um, you know, coming from Hitchhiker's Guides, I get it a little bit more. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I love I like I like that TV show because I love Hitchhiker's Guide. But mm -hmm. that is a really good way to I, I could especially see coming from being British that mm -hmm. the idea that um, like because Hitchhiker's Guide is beloved by people, despite like the fact that that's not so great. And so I could I could oh, yeah. see wanting to, to, to honor that. And oh, my God, Doctor Who is shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so bad the original but it's but people love it and you do get endeared to it so i, I could see you wanting to do that i get it i get what you're saying now i get it yeah okay yeah okay, i'm there i'm there with you okay <laughs> so but yes, a scroll I... that nobody reads and i've never read them you don't need it to understand the story <laughs> yeah pretty much actually um yeah i i will say so i, I put it on and it starts going and I realized about 15 minutes in that there has been literally no explanation for anything that has been said by any of the characters. They, mm-hmm. That you've got C-3PO and R2 talking to each other and just saying, well, I, you know, I hope we don't go back to that planet. Uh, but they just say the name of a planet. Um, but it's a planet I've never heard of and I've seen all the other films. Uh, you you see Leia for a little bit, and she she is doing some talking. You see the stormtroopers, and they were talking about stuff, and it's like nobody is explaining a thing. Um, it literally just opens and goes. And as much as I I understand that was probably a bit confusing for some people. Um, I kind of liked it because yeah. Can you name another film that does that? Many, like, <laughs> but uh, it's called a media res. Exactly, um, yeah. It, it, but I'll tell you what Lucas was trying to emulate. When you would go and watch the serials in the theater, uh, they would, Flash Gordon would be one of them, or it was right. a TV serial. They would treat the fans like they were watching every week. And so media res was not necessarily the technique he wanted to do. He really wanted to have that sensation of, by naming it four, you know, which was a later d- decision as well to, to, to reveal that. Because that was the thing. You'd go in and you and you'd go to the theaters and I'd be like, Captain Space, number 72. And like there would be that scroll, which is literally like, you know, lifted from that stuff. He wanted to recreate this sensation of like, you just go to the theater and it's just going to be sci-fi and it's just going to be fun or it's going to be fantasy. Excuse me. It's going to be, he based it on sci-fi history, but uh, you know, cinematic history, but it clearly is fantasy. And he's like, and you're just going to get into it and go and and you'll get it. It's spacey and you'll, 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 you'll watch it. And so I think a lot of times people say in media res, but that's not really what he was going for. He really wanted it to be that sensation of like something that we don't really have anymore which is like, you know, now even on cable, you can press like a button and you can watch the episode from the beginning. You know, it's crazy. Um, the sensation that, 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 that was a thing, especially at the time of like just turning on TV. That, that was what he was going for. And yeah. like, I am also annoyed by the newer movies, not to make this salty, but <laughs> in terms of salt, like them explaining that the red stuff on that planet was salt in what I think it was eight was the dumbest thing ever and nobody explains anything in these movies and it's awesome yeah yeah it, it was something that um that, that i just kind of noticed going through it was like you know you obviously had enough explanation so that you knew the names of the characters you got a rough idea of uh, where they stood on most things but outside of that it was just this is the world you're in it now let's go and uh, so so I, I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, that being said, I will say that I felt that the first half hour of this film was a little bit of a slog. Mm. Uh, like it just it just felt like I don't know if maybe some scenes were drag dragging on a little long or something like that. And um, and again, uh, I cannot say whether that is 
because I'm used to Star Wars being a little bit more choppy and a little bit more uh, faster pace. Um, I mean, the prequels were not quite so much that because, you know, they spent so much time on space politics. But uh, <laughs> uh, so wait, but like, Paul, I feel like you're getting like, like, let's be real here. They don't mm-hmm. spend so much time on space politics. That's like a thing people say. Oh, no. How yeah. Much, I, how, how much time do they spend on it? Yeah, no, that, that's it. It's not necessarily that they spend so much time on it. It's more that a large amount of um, the dialogue and the set dressing is around uh, the trade war and things like that. So it definitely, uh, the setting is the politics. And yeah. then the characters exist within that, um, which, which is probably why so many people felt that it just kind of overshadowed uh, a lot of stuff would say it just felt like it was yeah. there was so much in it it's because well we are dealing with the birth of uh yeah a this, dictator yeah the, like the birth of this and how everything is kind of coming to fruition and of course it comes from politics like you know, yeah. how else is that gonna come out of it um <laughs> so, like he's not a barbarian king <laughs> so wait what see which scenes did you think drag because that's the opposite i like the chill to me the, the quintessential, you're going to see the scene in the next movie, so I'll, 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 I'll prepare you for it. There's a scene okay. um, after the first battle in the next movie where Luke is just chilling in his spacecraft in space. And to me, that's like the most important scene in Star Wars. I don't know why I'm talking as if I'm a surfer guy. That's like so <laughs> important. And stuff. Like, um, I love that scene. I like the chill. So which which did you think dragged on? Oh, and, and that's the thing. I'm... Again, I'm not saying that I dislike scenes that do that. I'm absolutely fine with films that are able to take their time and they're able to just kind of let you be in the moment. It was more that uh, like I didn't feel like the film had grabbed me mm. until uh, we got to Luke. Um, like mm. everything up to meeting Luke and uh, him taking the... Um, the restrictor of R2 and then everything going from there. Like before that, it just felt like everything was just a, it's like if you put something on like 0.8% speed, that's just kind of how the mm. first part of the film felt to me. And I, I, I can't give you a definite reason for it. It just, it just seemed like, you know, maybe there were some shots that went on a bit too long, like, several stormtroopers just walking down a corridor and you see them go through the whole corridor and then it cuts like it's oh yeah it, that is like, those are some weird cuts on the death star and i mean on a yeah like that is weird stuff i know that i know that scene you're talking i know that exact <laughs> shot you're talking about that is a weird that is a weirdly cut thing yeah and it, and, and it was just and and again it it probably um one of those things that got fixed a little bit in the later editions when he was able to no, go back. I think, and... that's, I think that that's still in there and cut that way. <laughs> I know they added stormtroopers in certain shots. You know, okay. so it looked it looked busier when, okay. they, when they did it in the later <laughs> stuff. So it was like, oh, this is like a, a busy. I, I know that 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 if I'm giving Star Wars trivia, so you can get a perspective, which I don't know why I'm doing. I really want to know your thoughts about it. That's Lucas not... <laughs> was dismayed by how clean they wanted to keep the art directors wanted to keep the floors of the, the death star and the, 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 the wedges, the, 
the ships <laughs> that they would clean them down after every scene. And he was like, "No, why don't you?" And it's a, it's a, it's a imperial, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a warship. It would get dirty. It would get all these things. He's so wrong, though. The clean look <laughs> of it really does make it. It looking like a ballroom dance floor, like, really does make it look good. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I know that exact shot you're talking about, though. Okay, yeah, like, like, because I was, I thought you were going to talk about some of the desert shots and things like that, and like, the oh, no. long, the longest of those is like kind of that Lawrence of Arabia feel. But like, yeah, there are some awkward cuts like that. I forgot about those. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where it's like, um, uh, and 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 it it probably is because it's linked to jumping in in media res, as you say, where uh, you're just kind of. Uh, you're along for the ride, but it's like you kind of jump in, let's say, 20 minutes after the point where it seemed like it would have been more interesting to start. Yeah. Um, so, like, you're you're at the point where they're about to get away and then they have to get there and then they get caught by the, <laughs> the sand people. And then, like, so it, it's like it's just those bits getting to Luke were just kind of... A little bit like, okay, where's this going? All right, okay, we're here. Uh, so, um, so that you know that, that, just, that would even have been an interesting. I could see a version of the film where we just start at Luke buying the droids. It's still in media res, but it just starts with yeah, this kid <laughs> buying droids. Yeah, and going I, in. that wouldn't have been so. Yeah, and I think as well that would have been um, that would have been definitely more interesting because then you wouldn't have seen Leia. At that point, you would only know that there was a message featuring Leia and you would have then found out who she was. So, yeah, I, I think that would have been a better start to it. Um, I but, have the most pedantic Star Wars thought of all time about the opening scene, though, that you would have cut out in our, our new version. Okay. Okay. It's so stupid and effects driven. <laughs> so the movie opens, of course, with this great shot of this Imperial starship. Yeah. Hoving into sight. Um and you see them shooting lasers. They're, uh, you know, as someone in animation, I look at lots of like frame by frame by frame, sort of stopping and pausing, which you can't do with streaming, by the way. I would do this on DVDs. Um, right. <laughs> or never V. I own the VHSs of some of them, but like, whatever, not any valuable VHS. But um, <laughs> there is a shot, there's a single frame, uh, two, th two or three frames, which the screen completely envelops with the, uh, uh, the, the, the color of the laser, if it's green or red. The whole screen, like, like they would do in Atari, the whole screen is uh, red, okay? Or green. Okay. Like the whole screen is red for a single frame. And if I could ever ask George Lucas one question, it would be, is that meant to be perspective? And what we're seeing is like the laser is flying over the camera entirely and it's going and it's washing over us. Or is it that things would be is it like a flash that it would be so bright that that the whole your entire view would be filled with light at the moment of firing? I've always wanted to know what that was meant to convey or whether it was just something that made the effect look better. I've always wanted to know. That's the one question I have about Star Wars that I would ask George Lucas. <laughs> Yeah, it it seemed to me like um, uh, it could even have just been, you know, we don't have enough time to render every single frame of this, so let's just take a couple of frames and just wipe them out. And <laughs> say, here yeah. we go. Oh, there we go. And that saves us a week of animation time for back yeah, then. It's all, all hand, all, a lot of hand-drawn stuff. A lot of hand-drawn stuff. A lot of computer yeah. stuff, which a lot of people don't know. 
even in those movies. But a lot of optical printing, a lot of those things, you know, just drawing it on was yeah. really still how you had to do it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're with Luke. You're not hooked yet. So you were kind of bored for the I, first I, while. I was movie. a little bored, yeah. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I was... I was still. I was gonna watch it no matter what. Like it, this was the same as like I'm. I'm watching this film. I'm gonna. I'm gonna see where this goes. I'm gonna see the beginning of all this. But it was like, uh, okay, yep, I, all right, yep. Uh, just, just, just trying to be like any minute now. It's, it's gonna be going. Um, Let and me then, ask you about two important things. Okay. I, I want to know. There are two things. There's one thing I noticed, and then one thing that lots of Star Wars fans love in this first half of the movie. First of all, I'll do my thing first. Okay. What do you think of Uncle Owen's voice? Um, I I'll be honest. Uh, I I didn't think too much of uh, of Uncle Owen and uh, um, and his aunt, whose name is escaping me. Baruch. Right. Uh, there you go. Uh, that that'll be why I would escape me. Um, Uncle Owen talks like a side character, um, like a, a, a Western TV show that only has one line. So like <laughs> he makes this crazy choice to like talk like listen, you know, like he's a robotic kind of warrior. Luke, you can't. Oh, this one's broken. What are you trying to rip? Up? And it's this crazy <laughs> voice, and no one ever talks about how bonkers his voice is. Yeah, it's so, kind of it's kind of an Uncle Sal type voice where it's just it's crazy to have as this side character it's like it's like the weirdest character you meet in the whole thing is uncle owens that's what i think okay the other <laughs> thing is the um um not not the the tuscan raiders but the the sand people that sell the droids okay do you recall any noises they made star wars fans will know what i'm talking about because this is a thing people love that i also didn't notice um Trying to think to that scene. Uh, if I make a noise, maybe you'll maybe you'll remember. Okay, go ahead. Boop, dee, dee. <laughs> no. Okay, like it. It's yeah, like it's ringing a bell, but it's like um, I'd I'd have to go back and watch it again just to. Like... That utterance is some of Star Wars fans. There's Star Wars fans at home going boop, dee, dee. That's like that. That is. Star Wars fans is like there are people out there that that's their favorite line in the whole movie. Okay, <laughs> I'm telling right. you, people are gonna hear this episode and be like, "Yeah, I love Bootiki." <laughs> They'll know it. Yeah. 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 So, so you're saying that there are Star Wars fans out there that that is the same as like kids that love the Minions and the way they speak. Like that's just like it's just those little utterances. Yeah, but like, but like, I'm not, but like the difference between that and the minions is like the minions, right, provide this fun way to play and talk and speak gibberish. Right. Like this is, make no mistake here. The idea that George Lucas created another world is evident in the fact that that is a Star Wars quote, that a quote from a creature speaking a language only using like tonal utterances is a quote that Star Wars fans recognize. That is the power of this film, is that people remember a line, and not people weirdos taking Klingon in college, like, people remember this utterance <laughs> and will quote it in that way. Like, that's pretty cool that people quote a fake language. And I believe it's oh, the yeah. first, it's the first uh, alien language of the film, if I'm not mistaken. 
I believe so. Yeah, I don't think that. No, Greedo. No, Greedo's after this. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we, we've yeah, not yeah, met yeah. Greedo yet. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so, but we're, okay. we're we're up to we're up to meeting old Ben. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I found I found it interesting because it's like so you had um, you had those people that uh, took C three PO and R two and then sold them on, um, and then you've got these other sand people that are completely different. But it's like, how many different cultures are on this planet that is mostly desolate? It's very, very interesting. And and I'm yeah. sure there are people listening to this now that are rattling off every single culture that has been canonically listed uh, on this planet. Uh, but it's, it's like, it, it it's again, it's something that I kind of enjoyed that it was like, oh, like this world is clearly so full and we're not... Again, we're not getting all of the explanation at this point, so I, I, I found it interesting. And then you got, as you say, old Ben, and uh, I like to think that even if I wasn't already completely aware of who Ben was, that I would have got it anyway, just based on the way the film was set up and the way everything was clearly going. Um, but uh, I'll tell you, as a kid. I did not. Okay. <laughs> As a kid, I really, without knowing who Obi Wan was, I saw four, five, six first. Okay. Um, I was like, "Who's like? That's a coincidence. That's a weird coincidence. He's definitely gonna know him." And like, I thought it was pretty stupid that it was like old Ben and Obi Wan in the end. But like, I did not watching the film the, for the first time and not knowing any of these things. I was like, "Oh, well, that guy definitely is gonna know who that is. Why are you playing?" glowing like you know that that guy's gonna know like there's there's a problem with the introduction of obi-wan kenobi clearly because owen does not want luke to know about his father right and yet he sends him to obi-wan like 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 (laughs) we know now that it's obi-wan and we know now that like he knows obi-wan kenobi they've met he brought him his son and so when he sends him there, and he's like, I bet it, it might be this guy. Like, all right, like, you could be a little bit of a better father figure, Uncle Owen, and be like, look, here's the situation. I'm Like, he's clearly sending him to the man that brought him to this planet and is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Like, are we, like, there's only two scenarios. It's either one that, like, Uncle Owen's too chicken shit to be like, here's the situation. Your dad's like this evil overlord and like you're a magic wizard probably and uh you need to go meet this guy because he's like the guy that brought you here and he's just too chicken shit to do it or did uncle owen legitimately forget that obi-wan kenobi is old ben kenobi (laughs) like is 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 uncle owen that fucking i'm sorry to really swear but is uncle owen that fucking stupid that he's like he, he saw obi-wan kenobi a jedi in the past in, in in episode three and then in i mean in episode two he meets him right when they come and they kill everyone and then yeah. in episode three he brings him a son and then like 18 years later he's like huh there's that old wizard that hobbles around here that looks a lot like that guy i used to know you don't think that, like, is he that stupid that he doesn't remember? It's super problematic. And the motivations <laughs> are strange. They're, they're yeah. really strange. Yeah, it it is very odd. Um, yeah, I, I, I've never, I've never fully understood, like, 
how Luke, like, you know, obviously never having seen this film, so I, I didn't get to see that initial thing. I never understood how Luke knew Obi-Wan in the first place anyway, because, like, you know, you see him being dropped off at the end of three, mm-hmm. but it is you then don't get any dialogue. And again, because most people will have seen the original trilogy who have seen one, two, or three. Um, there's no dialogue there for Obi-Wan to then say, you know what, I'm just going to leave here. I'm just going to yeah. chill on this planet for a while. Well, actually, <laughs> this is this is how nerds operate. There actually <laughs> is dialogue. Um, in episode okay. three, uh Yoda says he's going to go in exile and actually explicitly they talk about meeting Qui-Gon Jinn in the afterlife um, and talking to him as a ghost and that he would train. He actually says training I have for you while you're on Tatooine. Um, so there is, there okay. is one line. <laughs> about okay. It. And <laughs> what's really great about that is that not only do I remember that line and you forgot it, mm-hmm. everyone else forgot it. Qui-Gon Jinn is clearly supposed to be in 789. Clearly the whole thing is like, yeah, there's, there's like Qui-Gon Jinn can come back. He's a ghost for sure. Like, yeah, Obi-Wan can come back. Anakin can come back. They all could have come back because they're ghosts and there's ghost powers anyway, but we're not going to get, let's stay on good tracks here. Yeah. I mean, we we could have had, you know, old man Neeson as a ghost just in seven, eight, nine. That would have been, (laughs) that would have been good. Uh, yeah, but yes. Uh, so 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 so, so Moe's Eisley spaceport. Yes, yes. Uh, although um, before that, uh, oh. I did clock a line um, that Obi Wan says when they get to the destroyed um, transports, where he's and I, I think I wrote it down. Uh, yeah, only Imperial stormtroopers are this precise. Um, from <laughs> it's like hmm. Um, I happen to know that the entire joke of the whole trilogy is how shit Stormtrooper uh, shooting is. Um, so it's like, it, I, it's almost yeah. like that line is in it, and then they forgot about it for the rest of the entire franchise. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's, it's also like, it's also a weird line, right? Like, yeah. the precision of... So there's accuracy and precision, which is like a stupid thing to get into, right? It's mm. what what is accuracy and what is precision? They are they are different. Um, so so I'll, I'll I'll be the 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 the, the what you call it, the other type of nerd first, and say, <laughs> in theory, the grouping of an automatic weapon, which is its precision, um, would be sort of detectable and sort of like noticeable. So so that's yeah. the one thing that they would that that I think you could argue in favor of it. But, like, it doesn't really relay anything to someone who doesn't understand that distinction. And that's me doing the work for them a little bit. Yeah. And it also doesn't say things like only, like, you know, only Imperial stormtroopers would, it like, eliminate this much evidence, you know, would be, yeah. would, 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 because ca- it's, because, because it's not really precise. They are on fire. <laughs> I'm not really sure how precise you can be with fire. So it's like, it's kind of like it's kind of like throwing a water balloon at someone and being like only a water balloon would make me this wet. It's like, well no, it would make you the same amount of wet no matter what I take. They're on they're on fire. 
They're on they're on fire. I don't know how he tells the precision of being on fire, but I guess that's that's the the, the situation. Or no, does he say that at the sand people? Uh, no, he, he's because um, it's when it's when they're heading back to um, to where Luke lives and to find uh, Uncle Ben um, and his lovely rice, um, and it's uh, like they come across to destroyed um sand people yeah. transport um and it's like and even like as he's saying it where he was like you know the only dawn troopers are that precise i was looking at the wreckage and it's like there's just scorch marks pretty much at several random points like all over the side of this thing it's like what were they shooting at then if this is precise shooting like you know um and yeah. then as you say like if the idea is being so all-encompassing that they would destroy all of the people that are connected to anything that could be connected to the thing that they're after it's like yeah that, that, well, they clearly harrowing right yeah but but then they clearly weren't that precise because ben and luke and them were what 20 minute walk away from there and the stormtroopers just stopped at this point and were like yeah that's fine we're good like that's not precise <laughs> yeah and i'll say what you miss out on in not watching four first is at this point in the movie you don't really know how real any of this is no because if you've seen it for the first time you're kind of like is is this guy just a crazy old man like is this really that important like who is this kid like you know it's it, there is this air when you see four for the first time that that maybe I've taken advantage of over the years you don't really accept star wars as a thing you're kind of just like you know yeah this is this is this is happening like i don't know i i don't know if this is if this is real i don't i'm learning the story as i go and so to just accept, and I think that that's maybe the issue with like the newer ones is everybody kind of knows Star Wars. So you have to accept that Star Wars is happening as opposed to like, well, this could be nothing. This whole thing could be nothing. And these weirdos just killed his family for no reason, you know, and, and what are they after? And it's 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 this it's this thing of accepting that it has to be extreme that I think is lost. If you if you if you just accept that that the characters we see in Star Wars are important, it, there's something taken away from it, I feel. Right. Yeah. yeah, and and absolutely, it is. Um, it is something that I found interesting to think about as I was watching it because obviously I'm watching it and I know so much of the story, but I was trying to watch it thinking about what would what would this have been like when people were start watching it. And as you say, at this point in time, all we know is that C-3PO and R2-D2 apparently have a message that needs to get to. Uh, Obi-Wan and then um, we still at this point uh, are just like uh, like who who is this guy because it's not until he gets back to the home where he says like it's me hello I'm that's me and then and hands over the lightsaber which uh, yeah I have seen many memes at this point where it's just like yeah, here's your father's lightsaber. You know, the thing he used to slaughter the entire Jedi. Uh, all of the kids that were ever at the temple. All of the stuff. Here you go. How about it? Um, but, uh, uh, another part where Qui-Gon is ignored, because Qui-Gon's lightsaber does exist somewhere. 
Um, <laughs> I, we, we talked. We're like almost out of time. We, talk, we yeah. talked about nothing. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, uh, well, t- t- tell you what, um, I'll, I'll kind of uh, uh, do a, a few jump cuts since the film itself does that. <laughs> yeah, then, uh, so, Let's do two uh, minutes of what you think of C-3PO. Just all your opinions on C-3PO. All of my opinions of C-3PO. Um, okay, so in this film, um, I, I, I do enjoy him as a character um, in this film. Uh, however, I, I did... Like thinking on what I've seen from other ones, um, it feels like they were still trying to find the exact line with him because he he is very much that put upon almost butler type character, but he he does just seem to just be almost like um, Kiff from Futurama. In this, he's just sort of like okay, <sighs> <sighs> like yeah, and it. And, um, you know, he, he has that somewhat upbeat voice, but it's almost like most of his dialogue doesn't quite fit that. And I feel like in some of the other things I've seen, he is more just like, oh, oh, okay. Well, let's do this. Like, in this, he's, I was almost expecting him to stutter through some of his lines in this because he just felt more nervous and just more, like, jittery. Um, which, jump cut, which, Jump cut number two. Where are we going next? What else we got to do? Well, we, I mean, we've got to talk about, obviously, the coolest character in this film and basically the entire franchise, um, which is Han. Um, because, I mean, a hell of an entrance for any character. <laughs> like, um, yeah, he, you just go into this place and it's just this guy who is clearly the shit. Uh, but he's also deeply in the shit. <laughs> and so he is, he's got that one big score that he's got to get out and he is willing to mow down anybody to get uh, his own way at the end. So it's, uh, like, even though, again, uh, I, I know obviously how his story ends because I've seen Seven um, and uh, I know like. I know a few beats from the later films. It's like it was still so good to see this. And I will say, now that I've seen this film, I fully understand everyone's issues with Solo. Because, yeah, yeah they didn't get the right person to play on. <laughs> I, well, I don't know about that. I turned that movie off. I just, I just didn't. Yeah, no, you, you I, didn't. I, I, you I didn't. I mean, I didn't I, I'll be honest, you might have missed one of my favorite robot characters in the entire franchise. Ooh. However, I fully understand why you did that. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the actor. It had to do with the, just the, the character and just this, again, zero chill, zero fun in the start. I don't like yeah. that Han has some love interest he's going back to. He's supposed to be this, you know, reveler. I didn't feel like I got that same vibe from you. When you see him, you're like, this guy is just a, that scummy dude, you know, and you want to hate him, but you love him. Mm-hmm. And then when you watch that, you're just like, oh, he's got like heart. No, he's supposed to have no heart until he meets the love of his life. Leia. Yeah. Uh... And then they, and then they go through their divorce. <laughs> um, I don't want divorce in star Wars. I don't like that. There's that. They say God in, 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 in episode uh, seven, I don't like that they say angels in episode one. I don't like that there's divorce in Star Wars. 
Yes. <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, very. It's, it's like, uh, okay, like it's supposed to be a galaxy far, pre- far yeah, away. I, yeah, I thought they should have a prenum Patron. Whatever it is. Like, oh, come on. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, jump um, cut. Jump cut, okay. Um, now, one thing that I actually thought was very odd, like a very odd choice, and it almost felt like it was padding for time. Um, and I don't know how recently you watched this film. Um, like, did like, you... Like a few weeks ago. Okay. Did you notice... Just how many repeat shots there are in this film? Yeah, uh, like there's like a about, lot like, the flying around and stuff, right? Well, it, it, I mean, the, the flying around, um, I, I kind of got some of that, um, and 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 again, I didn't mind the effects, like looking at them because they were the original effect. I thought they were okay, um, but it's things like, uh, uh, for instance, when they're in the compactor and Han is digging through trying to find Luke after he's been pulled under. The same shot is used twice, almost in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever they're in a firefight with some of the stormtroopers, there are multiple instances where the same like shots of stormtroopers fire, the heroes fire, and then it's repeated exactly that, mm. uh, again before it moves on. Um, and... And then uh, Luke, when he was pulling out his grappling hook to get across that uh, uh, that little chasm, as it were, uh, whatever you want to call it, um, like th- it happens the worst in that shot because like he is just pulling out that grappling hook for ages while there's just back and forth gunfire, and it's like, it it's kind of bad. I mean, that's where the Wilhelm scream is, so I've got to give the film props for that one. But um, um, uh, and then. The weirdest thing, um, which I you know, I can understand somehow that padding for time a little bit, like maybe that that was just something in editing, maybe something on the day. I don't know. I I can I can see how that might get in. Um, there is a duplicate line of dialogue, hmm. um, and it Where? is it is when they are getting onto the Millennium Falcon. Okay. Um, so. Um, and I can actually tell you it exactly because um, I was talking to someone else about this and I went and I found the script and I copied and pasted. So um, Luke says, is the ship all right? And Han says, seems okay if we can get to it. Just hope the old man got the tractor beam out of commission. Mm-hmm. Less than 60 seconds later, Han gets into the pilot seat of the Millennium Falcon and says... I hope the old man got that tractor beam out of commission or this is going to be a real short trip. Yeah. Like it is the same line. So I, I was watching it and I was like, okay, they're getting away. Yeah. It's right. What? <laughs> like it just kind of broke it for me for a second. I was like, wow, that's really lazy writing. <laughs> it's just like, uh, okay. Now, now there's lots of repeated themes. I'll defend them in this way. So some of that right. stuff, you know, I, 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 I know what you're talking about. I, I do want to now more closely look at the scene with the grappling hook. I mean, with the gunfighting, I know they, they pretty much use the same shot. Yeah. I would be interested if it was the exact same shot to, 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 to look at it. I'll get back to you and I'll, I'll do some, some research. Okay. Now, with repeating lines, you know, that was a thing that they would do to sort of create comedy. Um, that line that you're talking about, I, I actually think is, is fine. 
Um, okay. Now, did you notice the most famous repeated line? Uh, I've I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, that. <laughs> now that's, yeah, that's that... the Star Wars repeated line. Yeah, so that, that it, one. It is on brand, but I could see it being annoying, especially if you're not into yeah. the sort of like, different editing pace like that, and, I, and different. And then, like, they're repeating lines, too. You're kind of like, oh, God, what did you have to fill a TV slot? <laughs> I could see it, that being annoying. Yeah, like it, it, it is something where, like, I, I was trying to look at it, and it, as I said, like, I, I, it kind of broke, broke me out of it for a little bit. And I was trying to think of it as, like, okay, like, was this a running joke that I missed? Like, is, there, is it a rule of three, and I just missed the third one? You know, like, is that a... Mm-hmm. Thing, um, but uh, as far as I can tell, it's not. It's just that those lines are so close together that uh, it was just a bit jarring for me. Um, but now, that, you know, that... I think if we can jump cut towards the end here, mm-hmm. but I'll throw this out while we're jump cutting towards the end. Yeah. They are movies for kids, and Lucas <laughs> has said that. So a little bit yeah. it could be so that little... Little Betty and Johnny understand <laughs> that they need the tractor beam or else it's going to go bad. Cause mm-hmm. <laughs> th- th- so it's a little bit for little ones, and so that's okay if they didn't remember about the I forgot about the tractor beam already. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's okay. You didn't remember about the tractor beam, you know. So it, a, a little bit, it is a kid's movie, so you got to give got to give old, old Lucas there a chance to, old Georgie's got to get it in. You know, say, now remember we're gonna go do the tractor beams. No, don't forget about that. You know what a tractor beam is? No, no one does. Okay, here we go. Yeah, you know, it's, it's one of those things that they fire on a planet to make crops easier to grow, right? That's the... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, um I I will say again, as as the film went on and these scenes just started coming and going like, you know, it was one of the things where it was like Okay, I'm starting to see why this is such a um, like a beloved film, and and there are many aspects to it. That I'm like, okay, that yeah, I I can see how this has become this film that everyone likes it to be. Um, and then I I will say, um, as jarring as it was for me for, to have that double line and the occasional repeated shots and things like that, the most jarring thing for me was that the film literally just ends yeah. it's 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 almost like they ran out of footage uh like they ran out of film in the camera on the last day and it was like credits <laughs> we, we just don't have any more film credits um so like that was such an odd thing to me um now one thing i didn't look up uh was had they made any sort of announcement that there was going to be a second film now I don't rem- I don't rem- I'm not so clear on the the history of the release. I know that when they had made it, the, 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 it sort of started I think to become a success in their minds. It started to be- come out and quickly became successful. It's it's raw. I I don't know the exact timing. Like you know I, I don't want to say precisely to you without knowing the, the the full history. Like they did this and then they did this. I know that they weren't really willing to give him a lot of a budget, and as the film went on, it was sort of kind of a very hectic shoot, and it kind of obviously as I said, George Lucas had a heart attack, um, and it was hectic and it was difficult, and they weren't giving him a lot. And then as the film started to be in post production and kind of finished, it started to 
build momentum. And then when it was released, it kind of was, there was a little bit of fanfare, but not as much. And then as it was like, it all happened really quickly. They started to ease when it started to come out the theaters, they started to really get into it as a studio and do all these different things. I don't know. I'm vaguely remembering versions of both where they were said they would make all three and ones where they said they wouldn't. Um, so I can't remember, but I know that the faith in it really went up towards approaching release and, and after release that that's when a lot of the faith went up into it and not necessarily based on sales, which is, I know some, something that people say is right. that, that, that it took sort of time for the sales to happen. So I'll look into that. For you. I'm going to look into these repeated lines and these repeated scenes, the repeated shots. I want to look at again. Um, and I'm also okay. going to read, I'm going to I'm going to give you some research. <laughs> okay. we, man, we talked about nothing. I gotta come back on for for another one of these. I gotta okay. come back on, and we gotta like we gotta like maybe just do part one. Let's do like an episode of Clone Wars or something. That we can, or just come on. Maybe maybe if I come on next time, maybe we'll just come on and talk about like Obi Wan. Like once you've watched all of them, you know what I mean? Something that we can figure out so we can just because we got through, we jumped through so much of that film. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and and that's the thing. Like, I, um, I, I didn't go into this episode with a solid plan for how it would run because I, f- I figured, obviously, me being the completely newbie to this and you having watched it, I figured we'd find the differences to be able to, to run this. And I think we did. Um, th- there, is, there is one thing that I, I do want to say that I'm interested to get your take on it. Um, okay. Because as I was watching it, I was trying to think, like, you know, I'm sort of comparing it uh, to uh, how some of the other films were made and, like, the pacing and things like that. And um, I had a bit of an odd thought come into my head, which is I genuinely, when I was watching it, was thinking if this film, if this exact film was made today, like, it had never been made before and it was made today, so... You know, the, the same dialogue, uh, the same idea, just with updated graphics. I genuinely don't know if they would have been a box office success and got a sequel. Like, I, I think that um, I think that part of the charm of this was probably it was obviously so original back then. And, like, even though the graphics by our standards today are, like, wow, those are bad. Like, at the time, as you say, they were very... Some of the things were very innovative and and it was just kind of cool to see. But I think if it was... If that hadn't come out and there had just been something else, you know, whatever it was, and then this came out today with just updated graphics, it would just be yet another CGI fest, you know? Like, it would just be another slocky thing and then they'd be like, well, we have planned for more and then... Maybe it maybe it would make enough. Maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. I I think this film was made at the right time um, well, I'll, to I'll become this. this. I'll say this. I, I I'll, I'll talk about the review that I read of Tora Tora Tora. Okay, which is a film uh, about the, the attack on Pearl Harbor. One of the negative reviews about it was fans of um, intense war. Uh, the first part is fans of intense war films may not be satisfied by the shallow nature of it. It's a film more suited for model train enthusiasts than for, you know, those interested in history. M- implying that, you know, this idea of CGI fest is not a new thing. 
right. even in Torah, 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 in which there's a lot of cool effects. People even in in the 60s, the 50s and 60s, were tired of it. They were tired of the models. They were tired of looking at effects. This has been a thing in action films for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, you know, Kurosawa, one of the people that Lucas lists as, a, as an inspiration, wrote a script for Torah, Torah, Torah that was sort of used, wasn't used, whatever it may be. So there's a connection there. The other thing I want to say that is that we focus a lot on two things when it comes to movies a lot of times. We focus on story and we focus on visuals. That's what I'm saying, the public at large and the sort of average writer on movies. Okay. The expression in the world of film is you only notice sound when it's bad. Right. And that's particularly relevant to this film because one of the reasons I think this is film is innovative is Ben Burt. And Ben Burt is ju equally as important to this franchise as anybody doing the effects. He is as famous as George Lucas in the world of film. He directed Ratatouille. He is as innovative. And so to say that it came out at the right time is interesting, right? The, the innovativeness of the graphics in some ways are great. Uh, there had not really been a successful World War I movie, which is, which is what you have to understand. It's not the graphics that it does. That World War I by flame fighting, fighting and even big ships and things like that really hadn't been done successfully. It had not been done. It doesn't matter how the graphics look. The praying mantis man, the, the, bat, the bat boy or whatever. You right. know, these were, these were not things that he got rid of those later. But, but it was more, you know, there hadn't been sword fighting movies really in America for a while. So that was the right time thing. You know, it was a lot of gunfighting at the time. Yeah. But the innovativeness of... Hey, no one's done a World War I movie, which is what Lucas set out to do. No one's done World War I flying. That's a gap, and they'll fill it. The effects, lasers. I mean, go watch old Flash Gordon. Lasers were not... The way Ben Burt would do things is do having an, a, a focus at getting field noises and experimenting with sound. And so the lasers are he took his class ring and slapped it against some high-tension wire, and that's how you get those laser noises. To say that it was at the right time and to just look at it with graphics is to ignore the fact that these guys were aware, guys and gals, were aware of what wasn't being done in the world of film and they filled that gap. I don't agree with it because I say that the people working on this film were innovators who knew where the gaps were missing. They were able to, to, to show, I mean, you know, famously George Lucas showed footage of World War One biplane stuff and, 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 you know, all of his friends, except for Steven Spielberg, thought it was stupid. And um, that was the, the, the innovation was that no one had tried to make a movie about this visual event. Sword right. fighting world. It's a World War One fantasy movie. That's what you're watching. Biplanes and swords and stuff. So that to me indicates a greater knowledge. If it came out, same dialogue, whatever. But it would be like finding something nowadays that nobody's done. I think a better equivalent to understand why I think it would be fine is like The Mummy. Somebody realized like, hey, there's tons of mummy movies and things like that. But no one's ever really like given it a fair shot. No one's kind of redone it. Um, no one's given it like a nice shine with the new effects we have. That's the innovation. The right. innovation now. The mummy is no classic, whatever. Not the newest <laughs> mummy. I'm talking about the Brendan Fraser. I would say it's got to be the Brendan Fraser one. Yeah, 
it was somebody saying, hey, nobody's done this for a while. No one's done it. No one's put the real effort into it. And I think that that's something you can't ignore. The sound is really impressive. No other movie sounded like that before then. Oh, no. Um, and, uh, and I'm not saying in any way, not trying to diminish any of that stuff. Like I'm, I'm specifically thinking like um, at this point in time, like unless you had a director who specifically came forward and was saying, I want to be innovating with this. Like if a film like this were to be made now, there would be so much CG and everything would be done digitally that realistically um, what you're hoping for is that the CG is so good that you can do a lot of stuff with it over like, as you say, like they were doing like they were doing such fun stuff with sound. They were doing like they were doing homages. They were doing all of this stuff and it just comes across as so good and you know obviously at the time must have just been like people are just in their seats just like whoa like how do they do that what's going on here like and um whereas now you know there are so many films doing um like all of this stuff and filmmakers are pretty much pushed towards doing things with cg because it's easier and it's better like, for the environment too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, so like, it, it's one one of those things where it's like I don't think you could make this film today and have it still get that same impact. You know, like um, well, and obviously it. it's completely impossible to judge because if this film hadn't existed and then it was made today, like would something else have just kind of filled that void and then that was the reason or like yeah it it it's just me hypothetically throwing things out but it's like i well let's bring it full circle i got a great way to end this okay (laughs) because this did happen right this did happen where a film predominantly used and there are digital effects make no mistake there's digital effects in the original star wars um and what is CG is, is a question. There's a lot of CG that happens in things that you don't... It's not a CG model because you don't see it. But there's yeah. a lot of CG in places you might not expect. But exactly. this did happen. Someone made a movie about a sci-fi thing that predominantly used comedy dialogue and predominantly used um, older effects and used sculptures and models. And that was <laughs> the updated movie version of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And it yep. did do really well. And so did it I would do say, well over here? Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, that's a big movie. And okay. so, so that's the first point that I would make is that. And then the second point I would make is a line from, the, I think this is a great way to close the movie. It's a very famous <laughs> line from this movie where, where Obi-Wan says, Good, you've opened up to a whole new world of thinking. And I would say that in the 80s and 70s, if you had told someone we'll use computers to generate images that will look like they are in real life, people wouldn't have conceived of it yet. We no. don't know what the next innovation is. And I know right now because of stagnation, it feels like, well, it's just going to be CG forever. <laughs> you don't know that yet. And so the thing is, is that you can't predict what technology will come out that someone wants to incorporate into a film. You can't know. I'd say there was a recent revolution with drones. We invented these drones to do, you know, uh, uh, attacks. And someone's figured out a way to 
make them work for cam. They said, hey, that's a flying camera. That was a thing that has now become innovative, and we we really are only seeing the boom of drones right now. I've seen some incredible things with drones. I've seen some amazing. Um, <laughs> go look up um, Anchi's birthday drone display. A N A N Q I. Uh, it's it's a Chinese pop band. I've seen people make these crazy images in the sky using drones. Um, we do, that there's that's a revolution happening right now. These drones, these drone pilots, they're being paid so much, and we don't know what the next big thing is. And so I would say don't be like Luke just frying whatever womp rats on your TR whatever, you know, on the farm. We are farm boys staring at two sons drinking blue milk compared to, to the next innovation. So <laughs> I, I think that that's, that's the answer I have, to, I have to give to that. And also, bootiti. <laughs> so, yeah, ab- absolutely. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> so strangely, uh, if nothing else comes from uh, me watching this fourth film, uh, it's just been an interesting discussion as to what will the next innovation in film technology be. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I uh, I will say I'm I'm glad that uh, that I've watched it now. I am definitely looking forward to seeing five and six and seeing where this goes. Um, and five having this, ass. you're gonna love it. And having this discussion with you, um, it has boosted uh, my overall kind of feelings on the film over when I initially watched it. Because uh, I will say it was floating at about, uh, like, you know, to use a standard viewing thing. It was floating at about like five and a half, six out of ten mm-hmm. at most for me. Um, uh, and and I'd, I'd say like... Uh, uh, probably solid six, six and a half now. Um, All right. So, yeah, that, it's uh, it, it's not it's not something that I will probably go back and rewatch over and over. But uh, but at the very least, I might go back and watch the uh, the special edition just to kind of see what they did change and see if uh, see if I changes. feel that uh, see if I feel there's much significant change. The only thing I wish that I could do is. Um, uh, and I'm I'm sure. W- when did they make the change that Greedo shot first? When was that? Oh, that was in the special edition. I don't okay. think that matters. There's still two psychopaths shooting at each other in a bar. I don't oh, think I, it I, changes I, the story. I let's no, say it doesn't actually change the story. Um, but I I do agree that the fact that Han is just like he knows he's in a bad spot and it's kill or be killed. Like to to have him just flat out kill the guy makes him even more of an anti-hero than if he kills in self-defense and that that's kind of what i i did like about seeing that um also i will leave you with one thing that i learned very recently um which is that the music that they're playing in the cantina when they come in everyone knows the tune it's so catchy do you know what that music is <laughs> yeah. canonically called it's called jizz it is yes so uh, hopefully uh, everyone listening at home now doesn't have jizz stuck in their head as uh, as, we, as we fade out of this review uh, but uh, seriously thank you for coming back and doing this it's been a blast uh, we gotta do it again yeah, yeah I'll do my uh, I'll do my plug real quick hashtag cult uh, doc dot org go go speaking of jizz hashtag hashtag cold <laughs> dot org no we got to come back we got to like like let's just talk about lando calrissian or something 
something right. like we'll, we'll we'll let in. Okay, all right. I, I'll tell you what. Um, once I've done five and six, I will see if maybe we can get everyone together one night, Ooh. and we'll just kind of do a big Star do Wars a mega thing. sesh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. I'll. Uh, uh, I will at the very least hold you to that, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> what <laughs> else? You and you shouting in a room. <laughs> Yes, um, yeah, behind plexiglass, obviously, because we're still going to stay apart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Are you kidding? <laughs> I don't go to anyone's house for podcasts. I've been doing that for years. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, as I said again, thank you very much for coming on. Um, and if anyone wants to yell at me for all the things I got wrong and how stupid I am for having not seen this film up until this point, or just to be like, Huh, you actually said one thing that was semi-insightful. Um, you can reach out to, uh, to me slash us at Blockbusters on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us at theblokes at blokebusters.com if you really want to really let me have it in long form. Um, and hopefully you guys all come back for the next episode with... No, I'm not going to tell you who's on it. You're just going to have to find out. Uh, so thank you very much one last time Mike for coming back and uh, I shall see you guys all next time bye I don't like conversation anyway